Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Okay, this is going to be a pretty special podcast. We've got top-class rugby guests and we've got two Welshmen smug from having spent a day at Twickenham. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Strap yourself in. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Right, I mentioned we've got two Welshmen because we have the pleasure, once again, of uh, Barbarian and friend of the podcast, Bryn Williams. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> Hello, so, Bryn. Bryn, because me and Phil had to graft uh, and, you know, earn money to put food on the table on this, as it is we're recording this Monday the 6th of July, uh, JB sauntered on down to London and took his Welsh brethren with him. It was great. It was great. We'll hear about that in a minute. So, uh, yeah, Bryn and JB were representing uh, the Egg Chasers at Twickenham HQ for the unveiling of England's kit. We'll get onto that in a minute. But I'm just going to start. I don't normally do it like this, but I'm going to start. Oh, hi, Phil, by the way, as well. Hi, Tim. All right. Thank you. I'm uh, going to start with uh, a little quiz, which is stash-related. Oh, wow, Ooh. straight into it. Not right. around And I'm going to put this on the clock. You're only going to have two minutes. Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. And what I would like, you've all got pen and paper handy, and play along as you're listening. What I would like is you to come up with the main shirt sponsor of the 12 Premiership sides oh. that starting September this season. Or, or from October. September. So 2015-16 season. Who are the 12 main sponsors for the 12 clubs? So obviously part of it, you've got to remember what the 12 clubs are. <laughs> then you've got to try and work out what the... Main shirt sponsor is. <laughs> and as, as the boys are walk, uh, working through that one, I'll just give you all the important information. Get in touch on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. There's been a lot of people doing exactly that. Let us know what you reckon of England's new kit. We'll get onto that in just a minute. And you're going to hear from Mako Vanapola, you're going to hear from Alex Corbisiero, and you're going to hear from Jamie George and about all the antics of Bryn and JB at HQ. I'm going to give them a bit of quiet time now so they can think. One minute left. Oh, God. Really? I'm not not going very far. I'll give you a bit of help and I'll just run through the teams in case you've missed any. Bath, Gloucester, Worcester, Newcastle, London Irish, Leicester, Northampton, Exeter Chiefs, Sail Sharks, Wasps, Saracens Boom Have you done them? Nearly Have a, have a crack at this yourself And then te- uh, As you're listening to the podcast Tell us how you got on In comparison And be honest At Rugby Podcast on Twitter Pop us a little line hmm. It's quite a challenging one I've got a few written down But they're wrong Right Newcastle Brown Hill right? Nearly out of time <laughs> I think so 
As soon as it bongs, I want you to put your pens down. Oh, no. Now you know how you would have originally felt on Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Out. Oh, oh. Oh, you've got, go. if you've got oh. one, if you got one in your head, if anyone's got one in your head, finish writing what you're writing. Uh, that's fine. No. no okay. Right. Woo. Oh God, that's terrible. Right. So I'll go through each team and we'll see who has managed to get that Ugh. sponsor, and you can get a point for each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, start with Bath. Dyson. 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 On a ball. One point each. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Gloucester. Magnaclean. Mitsubishi. Oh no! Mitsubishi no. Phil's got Magna a point. Clean is one of their sponsors, but it's Mitsubishi. Yeah, their sponsor is Mitsubishi. Right, Worcester. I- I'd be surprised if anyone got this. I have no idea. Jay, SW Coms. I had Worcester Boilers. It's uh, no. a Worcester. It's Bosch. It's Sorry, Bosch, Sorry, Bosch, Bosch Group. Uh, it's it's Bosch Group who make Worcester Boilers. Yeah, uh, uh, can you check what he's got written down next to Worcester? He hasn't I'm cheated. Not has he? I've not put Worcester down because we were in the Premiership last year. Oh, so you <laughs> can't yeah. have a point for Bosch. I've, I've got Lund- Worcester Boilers is part of the Bosch Group. Uh, yeah, but their it- shirts it has Worcester Boilers on it, doesn't it? No, it. Stuart's inquiry on that one. I'll have a look. I think it's Bosch. It is Bosch. I'll have a look. I'll have a quick look. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Right, so that's Bryn's got one. JB's got one. Phil's got two. Maybe three. Yeah. Stewards Aquarii dependent. Newcastle Falcons. <laughs> Fairstone. Yes, Bridge! Oh, the only one. Gee, hell. Yeah, but wow. I've got blank. I've got blanks <laughs> next to other ones. Ed Northern Rock. Uh, London Irish. No, blank. I've blank. No, I've blanked. Power well. Day. Power Day. Who? <laughs> I think it's a financial company. I'm not sure. Really? Uh, Leicester Tigers. Come on, them. Cat. Cat. I had cat, but is that right? I've it got... is right. Yes. Northampton Saints. Oh, it's so annoying. It's oh. Builders Merchant. I can't remember who. Uh, put... Oh, Travis Perkins. Travis Perkins. Oh. None of you got it then. No. no. I, I as soon as you said that, I haven't even written Northampton yeah. on I my sheet. I put juices, but I knew it was wrong. Yeah, churches are wrong. All right then. Exeter Chiefs. Ex Chiefs, Southwest Coms. Is correct. Blank. But blank as well. <laughs> three, three, three. Ooh. Come on, Beardmore. Come Sail, on. Sail Sharks. MBNA. Yeah, I had that. I got it. Yes, correct. Oh, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. So JB's on three, Phil and Bryn are on four. I didn't even write sail down. Uh, wasps. Is it Magnus? I'm blank on wasps. I'm blank as well. New deal last season announced, which was all part of their move towards. Oh, Land Rover! Yes. Damn it! Oh. Damn it! Oh. All right. Uh, and this, this is the final one, isn't it? No, yeah. two more. Oh, hold on. Saris and Harlequins, I've still. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harlequins. DHL. DHL. Yes, correct. So JB's on four, Phil's on five, Bryn's on five with one to play. Ooh. Plus my uh, steward's inquiry. Yes, which is Saracens. Alliance. I've got Alliance. Oh, I don't have anything. I, f- I, I forgot. JB finished with four. So with the ones we got, we were Does right. We just had a lot of blanks. Oh, uh, 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 part of the Bosch group. Yeah, fine. Phil gets it. But is it on the shirt? It is on the shirt. It's, it's the main shirt sponsor. Yep. The main word is Worcester. Worcester Bosch group. Worcester Boilers, Worcester... Bo- yeah, I'm going to accept that. Yes! Good knowledge, Phil. That is excellent. You've got seven out of 12. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm going to play you your music as a result. Well done, Phil. Oh, no, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're not stripping for us. <laughs> Much as we like you to. <laughs> not this week, What guys. have you lined that song up for, then, Tim? <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Well, I'm going to play another bit of music now because uh, we have got plenty of stash to talk about. And I think, well, English men wearing not a lot was was, was a great pleasure for JB and Phil. It, Phil Sorry, Bryn. JB yeah. and Bryn. So I think, Phil, we can just sit back at this point. Let's hear two Welshmen tell us about their trip to Twickenham for the unveiling of the New England World Cup 2015 kit. Come on then, boys. OK, so we get there to Twickenham. Uh, and we get there, and the first thing that should be noted, it's an awesome event. So Canterbury, uh, just so you know how the event came about, the England fans had to pre-order their shirts. So it's the most, uh, most ever pre-ordered shirt. Seriously? Yeah, so no one knew what it was going to look like, but they pre-ordered the shirt. They had a good idea, right? Oh, no, not sure. I mean, you'd be surprised at what they did. They, they made it white and they put a flower on it. I mean, I am shocked. Yeah. So, because the fans pre-ordered their, pre-ordered their shirt, they automatically go into a draw. So it's like, I don't know, say, 30-odd fans who just bought out the draw. So after the shirt is unveiled, they then get presented it by the fans. So real good outreach type. By the players, you mean? Yes. The fans get presented their shirt by a player. That's awesome. Yeah. That's brilliant already. It was amazing. It's it, great. It was unbelievable. The hospitality was... We were well short... I've, I've I've been to Twickenham a few times to watch games, and we were just blown away by the the whole like machine. The Twickenham machine was in full force, <laughs> and it was it, it was is, frightening. It, it was is, it was impressive. It was really incredible. Have you ever seen those old ESPN adverts? Um, do you know the ones in the walking through ESPN offices, and they're just um, you know people in like, athletes in full kits just walking past? Yeah, and that's exactly how it was today. You'd just be walking along, and in full kit. And thank you so much to Natalie from Canterbury for making sure, and they did this for us, putting them in boots. So they were all in boots. Do you know what? If, if, if this was the last podcast, and it won't be, we're going to keep going, don't you Maybe worry? Maybe it should be. But if, if, <laughs> if, if, if this was the last podcast, I think we can be proud of the legacy we've left. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. you've, you've heard us on the podcast over the last couple of years, and you've got on board with us on Twitter as well. And, and on online and you've shared in our passion for having promotional shots of kits done by players with socks pulled up and with boots on not trainers and we highlight it when the Aussies were doing it recently the yep. Scots were doing it recently oh, with their new kit what a difference wearing trainers Canterbury listened England rugby listened Chris Robshaw had his boys as you can see from the pictures that JB and Brim were taking and putting on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, go and have a look at the new kit. They were wearing full boots. And if, if that is our legacy, I'm happy. Yeah, job, job done. Here, here. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and just to make sure there's no confusion, Canterbury explicitly said they listened and they made it, made sure it happened. Correct. And you heard Jeff Parling saying that on well the podcast. Well done, Canterbury. Well done, Canterbury. It was mega. So, um, yeah, George, by the way, George Cruz, he might not be as big as Atzabeth, but he's certainly the same shape. I mean, there's... Serious? Yeah, he might be a mini Etzebeth, because I'm not sure how big Etzebeth is, but George Cruz is massive. Really? Yeah, is he? he? The two guys that stood out for me to be massive were Marla, who I did not realise was that, was that bigger man. He's, yeah, yeah muscle-bound. I... Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's a, a ball, monster. ball of muscle, isn't he? Yeah, and Cruz. Cruz does look like it. Uh, a miniature Atzabeth. The V of his yeah. lats down to his waist. It's lucky that these Canterbury kits are so extremely well made. Because <laughs> they're all in good shape, though. I mean, we, shape, we got there in the morning, um, and then obviously they unveiled the kit, and then they brought out Mike Brown, um, Owen Farrell, uh, Corbagiero, Courtney Laws. Good. They all came Andy on. Go- uh, not Andy Not Goose. Andy Good, unfortunately. Yeah. Alex Goose. <laughs> we, we can't have it all. Yeah. Jonathan Joseph. They all came on stage. Oh, Jonathan Joseph looks great. We got some great pictures in his, with great him. In his new and kit. And Courtney, Courtney Laws, just a dwarf. Massive. Wall. He is huge. Massive. But 
He's, he's lean, isn't there's he? A, there's a picture very, of, very, of me on stage, and I'm six foot five, and I look tiny. Really? Next to him. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big, big man. Manny, you boys, I've seen a picture of you stood next to Corbs, and you both look bigger than him, bigger uh, and broader. Yeah, well, Corbs is an interesting one, right? Because um, I just helped myself into a room full of England players, and I thought, well, this is the media session, right? So I sit down with with, with five players. All right, gents. I love this. Oh, you, bearing in mind, you two are Welshmen. I can't tell you how hard this is for me to listen to because I'm really interested to know what happened at Twickenham. But also, I like, oh God, me and Phil, we could have been there. Yeah. Just going, oh yeah, just went into a room, sat with well, five England players. I did get removed by Scott. <laughs> yeah. The lady from so, Canterbury came and said, "Where's JB?" Running, I said, oh, "He's gone in there. Where, oh, where is he? There. Chased him out. <laughs> you get, get on earpiece. Code red. Code red." <laughs> so I, I thought, well, this must be it. So may as well talk to him. So I helped myself to see on their table and uh, I introduced myself and said at the end of every podcast this is Alex Corpus Hero we have you rapping is, you know, what do you mean so I assume is rap well uh, I'll just play a little bit yeah, of it now for, uh, for, we, haven't played, we actually haven't played it for a little while so uh, about time Keep it kind of quiet, people on a diet. Strong <laughs> straight, there it is. I don't deny it. He said he actually learnt rapping because uh, he used to spend his summers in New York and yeah. he had friends out there and he yeah. just used, wow. to, used so, to do it and he, he's always enjoyed it, so he stuck with it, he said. Yeah, he said it came very easy. Do you know what, Brim Williams? Fact. <laughs> you get Phil's yes. fact sting, well done. <laughs> so I said to him, can you rap for us? And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. But at this point, Callum Clark's eyes lit up because rap, mate, you got to rap. And then they all started like getting on top of it. He's like, no, 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 can't do it. I need to be in the mood. And then so, Canterbury whisked, whisked me back out. So, as, a, as an Englishman, like, I was well, going to say, as an Englishman, I want to know what's the changing yeah. room like. I want to know what's the what's the atmosphere in the squad like. The atmosphere is brilliant in the squad. I can tell you now. They're they're like a. a a close knit um, band of mates. Yeah, yeah, I, they really are. We said on the train back that, that it just felt like a rugby team that you'd come across any other rugby team. I said they're like us, just a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like they're, <laughs> not all of them, but yeah, a lot of them. Are they're like us. They're, they're just <laughs> like I said. You couldn't get close to the England football team, could you? You couldn't get close to like you know professional a lot of professional sports people. But these guys were so engaging. And nothing was too much trouble. At the end of the day, when we were leaving, we'd been there from like half past eight. It was half past 12, and we were due to finish at half past 12. It'd gone half past 12. Chris Robshaw, there was a queue of people waiting to um, try and get his attention because he was doing loads of photos. And uh, and a, a lady gave him an out and said, look, it's gone half 12, you know, we're going to have to pull Robshaw out here. Um, and she went over to him, and he said, no, no. And, like, literally... Nothing was too much trouble. Came over, spoke to everyone. Good luck. Um, yeah, like shook our hands. They um, are, yeah, they all and just couldn't, decent couldn't guys. do enough. And we came away from there thinking, what a good bunch of lads, to be fair. Like, you just, <laughs> we, we were shocked at how engaging they all were mm. and how approachable. You, you see I some players wait. on TV and you think, he looks like a little bit, like Dave Wilson looks, I couldn't believe how young and in good nick he looks when you see him. <laughs> yeah. Like Davey Wilson, you say, would look a little bit portly, but he's got yeah. that shirt on. Now, I've seen someone in the shirt who's not a professional rugby player today somehow, and he doesn't look <laughs> anything like Davey Wilson looked. Davey Wilson looked <laughs> yeah. very good. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the weird thing that they did with this. They took us on, on a tour with five England players, all in their full kit, which I think get uncomfortable after a while. Daily. Rob Webber. Rob Webber. So the whole squad were practically um, there, then, yeah. in various ways. Some oh, of them awesome. were at Stonehenge. Yeah, because they were parachuting, they were parachuting the, the kit down to Stonehenge. Oh, wow. wow. But, so, um, they were, so, we had, so we had these guys. And Matt Mullen. Matt Mullen. Yeah. Was it Matt Mullen? Yeah. Yeah. So they were taking us round 
and we went to the president's suite, and you know who the president is this this year? Don't you? It's Jason Leonard. Yep. The president's suite is brilliant. I was like, what do these guys do? And they say, oh, yeah, they just get blazed and they you know, get peered up and they go around, they make important decisions. Like, this is not what you want to be telling your players. Because if I was a player now, all I want to do is hang up my England kit and put... Put on a blazer and become an old boy. <laughs> it's the ultimate disincentive to a pl- to a player to carry on playing. Some of those players have different priorities from you, though, Jay. Oh, they they were impressed. Matt Mellon was like, "These guys travel everywhere, you know. They're all the Six Nations game. And they travel away." So, like changing room. Like, we're all going to be watching the game as England run out at Twickenham. Well, okay, so in the first match against Fiji. But what is it like? We, You've seen we, the dressing room. Yeah, it's great. We walked into through the tunnel. We went pitch side, and the pitch looked like. It literally looked like a golf green with thicker yeah. grass. It was well, frightening that, how, that is how good condition. That is definitely the most intimidating part of the whole thing. I mean, it's empty, and you get a real feeling of the significance of the stadium. It is just... It, running out onto that thing must be terrifying. I mean, I've never understood when people say, oh, he bottled this, we bottled that, but I do understand it, and that was empty. We, so, yeah, we went in the change room, and there's loads of little touches around the place that just gives you an idea of this sense of history. Mm. So every um, so there's obviously 22 changing areas, and the changing areas are big. So there's a bench, you've got, it's, it's um, got, got sides to it, so you've got a bit of privacy. And then on the wall, so say you're a, you're, um, a tight head prop, on the wall is got, in that number three position, every name of so whoever's got 50 caps or more for England. Wow, so, yeah. Awesome. If I looked at the second rows and and took a took a picture and it was um, you know players like Martin Johnson. Um, yeah. So the five shirts, ben yeah, all these names. So any any Sign player sure. in that position who's got fifty or more caps, their names. What on. have you got underneath the bench? You open it up and there's a PowerPoint, isn't there? Yeah, to, to charge your phone, phone and whatnot. Yeah. For Snapchatting, and I guess. Another really good touch <laughs> is in the middle of the change rooms. There's two benches, and the benches haven't left Twickenham. They were the original benches from 1936. So awesome. they were like people, and, and there's a big thing there. It was that people have put a lot into this jersey. Make sure you leave it in a better place than where you found it. Yeah. Now yeah. there's also a bit of an awkward moment. They showed us a video, and we have two completely different opinions on the video. So I don't know how much we're allowed. To where where were you when they showed you the video? We're in the change room, and it's on the big screen, right? Now, just let me give you some background to this. So we're not going to tell you exactly what was in it because I don't think that's fair. I don't think they want they want us to because they're going to unveil it on the eve of the World Cup, aren't it, to the fans? Yeah, so I'll be careful. Oh, you guys had the best day ever! <laughs> they confiscated our phones at yeah. this point, so, so we didn't... Give you, we didn't oh, really? yeah. You've got to give Everyone's phones How are you doing in. at the minute, Phil? What was your day like? Oh, don't ask Tim. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes ago, got out of a 12-hour oh. shift. So, mm, yeah, well, this is better. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, on the big screen. Yeah, so you, you, you hand in your phone. Uh, you got a sealer up, right name on it, hand it in. Um, and then... They put this video on. Now, I wasn't a huge fan of the video, and I'll tell you why. Because to me, it just... The the way that they've done it is they've said, all the players, when they play for England the first time, they get a shirt, and you write on the shirt what it means to you. And I believe that when you write on the shirt what it means to you, you'll probably come out with some catchphrases. Like, do you Uh, know what I mean? So you're just being cynical about... Yeah. So, hold on a minute. So, So just rewind. So, when every player gets their first cap... Before they play, before they play the first game, or afterwards, the producer of the video basically said that he to, to to form the script for the video, he'd spoken to current players, past players, and used um, formed the script from what their opinions of what the jersey meant, and also every player when they make the debut get given their shirt and they're asked to write what 
what it means to them. So whether it's, you know, representing your family, yourself, um, your country, or w- what you've done to get to that jersey and what it means to you. So it could be anything. And they use that for this script. And I watched the video. I had goosebumps, yeah. and I thought I was a little bit more cynical about it. But you know, okay, if you, you, watch you that guys going to be allowed back across the border to Wales? Well, yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> here's, here's a question for you: What would you write on your shirt? Because I've got a feeling everyone would just put that like, oh, family or something, something like that. Not right, but, actually but what they don't, mean. Don't belittle that. That's... No, the honour of it. And everyone does play for their family and their yeah, own. They, well, they play for yeah. their own reasons. Do you know what? But... I, no, do you know what? I, do, I would write. I would write. I'm doing this for. And my brother will probably listen, he listens to the podcast, so we'll know exactly what I'm talking about. My, we started playing rugby. We didn't have a car. And Newbury Rugby Club was about three and a half miles from where we lived. And my mum used to carry two kit bags, mine and my brother's, three and a half miles mm-hmm. to Newbury Rugby Club. And then after hour and a half training or match or whatever, and then she'd walk us three and a half miles back. Wow. And so and I'd probably go, that's what I did it for. Those, yeah. those yeah. hundreds get- of miles that my mum trudged up and down. I get that, but I probably wrote on mine, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you'd be very similar to what James Haskell probably wrote on it. <laughs> so I just don't, I don't think I would write it. Yeah, so, that's what I'd be thinking. JB asked in the, in the change yeah. rooms, is like, you can ask the players whatever you want. And, uh, oh, here we go, JB. And a couple on. of people asked, you know, well, you know, how do you get yourself psyched up for games, etc. What's the atmosphere in the change rooms? And JB said, who does the most talking? And uh, the guy said, well, Chris Robshire obviously says a few words. Um, Owen Farrell speaks a bit, and then you can't shut James Haskell up. You can just imagine, can't you? Yeah, Haskell's in there. I was a little bit upset about that, but what can you do? Sounds amazing. One one question for me. Most important question of the day. Mm -hmm. Who had the best quads? Oh, Jonathan Joseph is is out this really? world. Really? That was just lean. It's not. I, 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 like, I like size and yeah. leanness. Yeah. There was a lot of good rigs knocking about. It was. <laughs> it was. He didn't know which way to turn. Owen Farrell was Owen good Farrell. Nick, a very good. Nick. He's tall as well. He's like. Yeah, well, he's all man's. Yeah. Big, big yeah. Size, <laughs> I was desperate to ask Stephen Stephen Myler. Corbs looked like he had a big old set of quads on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't get to that. They're all pretty big. <laughs> they sound like they're getting put through the, the grinder, though, with the training. They, they said last week was... That's why Rob Shaw was going, no, I don't want to leave. He said it was <laughs> the tough, <laughs> last Thursday was the toughest day's training they've ever oh. had. And and they're not... They, we, we, we spoke to them, and, and I presumed they'd be doing, you know, hard work in the morning, saying, and in the afternoon, yeah. hitting line-outs and stuff. And I said, how's line-outs going? They're not doing any of that until they get to Denver. It's amazing, they, really? they don't want to overload them with, you know, they're basically just... Setting a base Baseline, level of fitness, yeah. and then they're going to they've got a very, engage the brain. I mean, it sounds horrendous what they must do. I don't know, either horrendous or I mean, it sounds like they're embracing it. They all relish yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Said it's good. It's competition at the end of the day because not yeah. all of them are going to make the squad, so they're out there. It's a chance to put a marker down. But the coaches will be going right. Let's let's see how far we can push them. Exactly. And, and by doing so, they're going to break a few of them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. See what mentally. Graham Roundtree came out and said this week about. He doesn't want them all muscle bound. As it, it, rugby's moving away from that a little bit, that he wants them aerobically fit enough to last with the All Blacks till but the eight that, and, and that's how rugby is. You know, I agree with that. But isn't it a little bit late in the day to be saying mm, a few months out? Let's go. Uh, let's turn these players into aerobic players. Yeah, it's five percent, isn't it? You know yeah, what I mean? And, and you're still a long way out. Like you can yeah. get a lot of fitness work done in in eight weeks. See, my point is on this, and I made the point to Bryn on, on the way down when we were talking about this Rountree article. Which is you fundamentally need different players. I mean, you can't just get a very strong guy and make him into a very 
Yeah, um, like I say, you know, it's orientated guy. But, 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 but if you that that's assuming that you're either you're either or. I think it's, yeah. just, it's yeah, tweaking. Exactly. It's tweaking exactly. more one way or more another well, way. But but they're the they're all all-round athletes anyway. Exactly. They have to be by the very nature of it. The example I gave was Simmons, who's in uh, Waikato, coming over to London Irish. Now he's got a great build for New Zealand rugby, and they've all said if 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 we could have him, we would have him. But actually, he's too small to play or was too small to play for Saracens. And I just think it's interesting, because that's the kind of athlete they like. And uh, Brad Thorne said as much about Kitchener. He said if he, was an all, if he was eligible for All Blacks, he'd probably have a cap, whereas he's nowhere near the England team. And I think that's the sort of player that they like. And whereas we just like the bigger guys, it's very hard to then turn that around and make them into the more athletic ones. Do you see what I mean? What you can do is you, you can get a guy that's the right shape and just... Exactly. Tweak the percentages. Yeah, and I imagine way. it's more an issue for the forwards than it's going to be for the backs. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, did, did you see the um, one of the chaps from Men's Health got in touch with us on Twitter who'd been at the one of the England training days last week and he said they had yeah, like a, a fitness test, a yo-yo fitness test for yeah. the entire squad all... What's a, yo- what's a yo-yo fitness test? Like a bleep, ah, bleep test whoa, 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 kind of thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, don't answer that, don't answer that. Because I asked the same question to Alex Corpusiero in, in my interview. Ah, oh, uh, we'll hear that in a minute. All okay, right. but he said the winner, did you see who he said won, won the test from the whole squad? No, uh, I didn't yes. see you, that. you know, Jay, I, don't you? I do know. No. I would have a guess... Maybe Brad Barrett. Yeah, Owen Farrell, maybe. Interesting. Uh, correct team. So what's the other Sarri's Winger, back? Ashton. Ashton. Ashton, Ashton is incredible. With his, his rugby league yeah. fitness background. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I asked the um, which player was the fittest out of the front five. It was anyone outstanding. And, you know, uh, they said, Tom, pretty much everyone is the same. But who do you think? Tom Youngs? No. Nope. Marla? No. Nope. Nope. Mako? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be amazed. I, I, said, I said to, uh, well, JB asked Mako, he said he must have been pretty hard after, um, you know, finishing the season so late with Sarri's winning, obviously, the Premiership, and then uh, you, you're back straight on the horse, effectively. Um, he said, yeah, I had three weeks off, and I said, did you do anything those three weeks? He goes, look, when, when you're like me, you can't afford to have three weeks off, because he must <laughs> eat a lot. <laughs> He's like, I had to, I had to keep, uh, keep it ticking over. But no, Matt Mullen, they said, was uh, really? wow. has got a really good engine on himself. Oh. Yeah, he runs for days, was the quote, or something along yeah. those lines. So probably not the quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what do you boys think think of the shirt? Yeah, well, I was going to say we should uh, we should get onto the kit itself. Um, well, yeah, like you say, there's no surprises in a way. It's uh, I, I, I I think it's neat. It's I like it. I really I like, like it a lot. So yeah. It's it's impressive the amount of engineering you can get into a 3D rose. I mean, the, the, <laughs> yeah. They, they what put, is this 3D rose injected into the shirt or something? Yeah. Isn't it? Well, if you want to have a look, what it really looks like, boys. Um, <laughs> oh no! No way! No! <laughs> so, what we have here? Oh wow! God, is, that's uh, tight. What size is that? Is it this XL? That's XL. So you can see oh, here. Oh my is... God! That's a player's. Oh yeah. wow! And so, who's have you signed that yourself? So get a picture of that before we can take it off. <laughs> get a picture of JB in the shirt before. Who signed that? Rob Shaw. Chris Rob Shaw. Do you know him? He uh, plays back row. <laughs> oh, Jay! Oh, my so, God. Uh, Grin, I've got one, in one as well. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you, you told me on May. When we were WhatsApping, we were WhatsApping we earlier, and JB made out like he hadn't got a shirt. So we did, we did the whole so thing. Wanna, with, oh, look at this. It's nice. Um, <laughs> we did the whole that thing with nice. Canterbury, um, did the whole tour, and then we got upstairs, and the lady from Canterbury said, look, we've got a, a little surprise for you. Oh, lovely! And they handed these bags, and in it, in a um, sort of, in a box, really, really smartly done, 
Um, mm-hmm. We all got a replica shirt, and she said, if you want, you know, you can get it signed. So we waited, because we said, right, let's get Chris Robshaw to sign ours. That'll be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why... Just think of England winning the World Cup. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, save... that'll be worth. I, I asked for say to sign, sign it, dear eBay. We waited for Chris <laughs> Robshaw, and he, in fairness to him, came over, signed our shirts when he could have left. He hung around at the end, um, you know, saw all the kids that were there, everyone, me and JB were like kids. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I wasn't there. What a day. What Uh, a day. It's all right. You guys would have loved it. It's karma, that. (laughs) Wow. So thank you very much, Canterbury. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much tonight from Canterbury for making it all possible. Right. Uh, The the away kit, the red, the two two reds, I love as well. Good, good, isn't it? I really like... Proper red true red red kit. Well, awesome. what do you think of the two tones? I, I, I like the darker red more, but I can live with it. I, I, I like it the think, main bodies. I look at it and think that's that's. You must be horrible looking at as a, as a Welshman thinking the England change kit is is the kit Wales, <laughs> Wales. could have had. That's yeah. true, actually. But if you look at the specifications and how they made this shirt, I kid you not, there is less planning that goes into some special some special forces operations. It, <laughs> it's military precision. This wow. thing. Wow, wow, wow. Right, well, we've, we're, we're going to be talking stash in a little bit because uh, England weren't the only team unveiling a new kit. And, uh, oh? We, well, we've got the Gloucesters uh, to talk about. <laughs> but we'll get on to that because right now, let's, oh, right now let's hear from Twickenham when JB and Bryn were there having a chat with... Who, who, who do you want to hear from first? Jamie George. Where were you when you were talking to Jamie George? Uh, Twickenham. Uh, in, in, yeah. the, uh... in, I think, Shakespeare Room 3. I think they're all... Shakespeare Room 3, yeah, they're wow. All, it's massive. It's such a big yeah. complex. Here we go. All the boys have been so welcoming. and pretty crazy a couple of weeks, but um, it's been so intense, like the, the training and stuff. It's been cool. Like, all the boys have been so welcoming and... Um, I think that's the sort of the sign of where the, the squad's at in, in terms of how hard they've been working, but off the field as well, everyone's getting on really well, which is good. So, um, you know, it's not been too daunting, which I thought it might be, but it's been a lot better than I thought it would be. So, and how and, and how are you finding the kit? The kit's awesome. It's to be fair. Right, yeah, I've, I, I enjoy the. Um, just like the, the rose specifically, the 3D element of it, would I actually you, think it's cool. Would you say that's the most over-engineered rose that, that you've De- ever seen? 100%, yeah. But it, it's, um, it's taken the rose technology to like the next level. Yeah, 100%. But it's, no, it's cool. Like I think definitely comfy, so it's good. It, yeah, it is pretty, pretty cool. So when you get your bag of stash from Canterbury, what, what do you get? What in the in the bag? Yeah, it's so a like personal little, little bits and pieces. Uh, there's so, like there's so much stuff in there. I was actually amazed at how much how much stuff is in there. So there's we get sort of you open up a suitcase and then there's three different bags within the suitcase. Awesome. And, like there's like um, and then just all, you know every bit of kit that you could ever imagine is in there. Personalized socks. Try it all on at the time. No, I used to I used to be able to be trying it on every every all the time. But some stuff's still got this tag on it. At the risk of sounding like a kind of ill. A Canterbury, a Canterbury shrill here. Um, they've got. Have you seen that kind of like part base layer, part like baggy? So it makes so it makes your arms look big. Yeah, it's kind of like loose here. It, it, it's what it's I need. awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've I look, seen it. I think I look ten percent more handsome when I wear that. Uh, well, yeah, mate, I, you can quote me on that as well. I definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, are all your friends and family kitted out in Canterbury stuff at the moment? Or uh, not at the minute. I haven't given it. I haven't given it away uh, yet. Yeah, but no, my old man, my old man came over to my house the other day, and my, I was packing to come back into camp, and uh, he was sort of hang, eyeing up exactly what he wanted. So, oh, yeah, I can't imagine that I'll leave with too much of it after this is all over. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you just keep the like. 
the important I'll keep, ones. I'll keep the important bits, yeah, and they keep can they can have the rest. Keep the match here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So, can you t- tell us a bit about a bit about your rugby background, where you stopped, um, where you started playing, and then kind of the journey until you got to here? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I started just at my local rugby club at Hartford, Hartford Rugby Club, when I was about five or six. My old man took me down. Um, but sort of my family were quite a big reason for me playing rugby. I've got two older twin brothers. Oh, really? um, yeah. Do they still play? Uh, no, one of them's a physio at Saris, oh, and the nice. other one's a rugby coach. He's a teacher, so uh, they don't still play. Uh, they were twins, so they played like 10 and 12. Nice. And who's, nice. Yeah, yeah, so, and, yeah. And who's tougher? Who's tougher? Oh, they're soft, so yeah, <laughs> like they were. My brothers are very soft, actually, so. They, but they, they tried to, they tried to, to yeah, no, they won't, no, they, the I'd actually prefer it if you did say it. Yeah. You could have been the 13, and yeah, I, well, I wanted to be. I wanted to be, yeah, that was, the, that was the plan. The wheels think, were off. Yeah, yeah, body shape dictated that I was. Yeah, with your skills. And also your pace. Yeah. Potentially, you and uh, Tom Young's centre partnership, you know. Well, this, could, this is it, yeah, when I was young, this is it. When I first started playing at, at Hartford, I played at Fly Half the whole time. Did you really? Yeah. Far off and fullback. So, my first game at Hooker was for County. I went out sort of under 15s and then sort of sort of got picked up for County and then uh, played Hooker for County and then sort of got picked up uh, for Sar- in the Saris Academy when I was about 14. Because it all seems um, to have happened to you in a very very short pit, uh, very short short, uh, short period of time. I mean, yeah. was it only when we were starting Saris now for two three years? Playing consistently for the last for the last three years, there was sort of I sort of had, my playing at Saris got broken up a bit um, with John Smith arriving, so I sort of had a, a year and a, a year and a half and then. Probably a year, a season of not playing, and then Did the last you learn two or three a lot years. From John, Smith, John was brilliant. Yeah, he was. Um, his knowledge of the game is actually scary. How much he knows, and um, he's, he, the thing that struck me the most was how humble he was, and just he was such a nice guy. Uh, you know, he's yeah. one of the biggest, yeah. biggest names in the game. Yeah, and even now, I'm still in touch with him. And um, oh, no. I went over to South Africa last summer um, for a wedding and stayed at his house for two oh, or three days. And you know, to have that relationship with with a guy like him is is amazing. It's sort of just the sign of the sort of bloke. Shulk, is it as well? Like he's... definitely. And and my relationship with with Skulk's gone on for you know for six years yeah. now almost. Um, you know, as soon as I came in, he was always trying to teach me things and, and sort of um, try and develop me as a, as a player and a person. I've learnt you know, a huge amount from him. You know, it's nice for us now to be competing against each other. Well, that's interesting to say competing because when you look at the two of you, you always thought that the Shot Brits was a bit more of a ball player, a bit quicker, and you were a bit more physical, a bit more of a scrimmager. But then you go and score a brilliant try in the Premiership <laughs> Not final. Not the only one, though. There's, there's been a few as well. Well, yeah. yeah. So there's a, a little, bit of, a little bit of competition now to exactly who, has the, you know, who is the fastest hooker. Uh, no, because he's definitely faster than I am. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the video says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It's, I mean, the, the competition element of it is all very... Um, it's very friendly. It's not a bad... You know, it's, it's not a harsh rivalry or whatever. You know, it, it may- Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's both of us better players, I think. You know, we're very friendly off the field. And... What's it like in the England squad now, competitive-wise? Are you competing against people in your own position? Are they splitting you up and are you going head-to-head? Or... Uh, not necessarily at the training? minute, no. It's not no. really been going like that at the minute. No. It's more of a generic sort of been training, but then at the same time, it's, you know, you have bits of, uh, you know, you obviously train with, with the guys that are in your position, so you're sort of aware of, of those guys around you as well. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie George, I mean, just it sounded like he was. It like, didn't sound formal at all. It wasn't. It was J- really, JB really. and Bryn just just kicking back, having a having a coffee, having a night with Jamie George. Well, he's also uh, committed to come on the uh, podcast in the future. So um, apparently, apparently, he's busy for the next few weeks. But after that, <laughs> next few months, <laughs> maybe. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely hold him to that. Uh, brilliant, really, really, really good guy. Really, he seems yeah. like a seems like a really top bloke. Um, and we're going to hear from Alex Corpiziero and then Maka Vinopola and then Maka Vinopola, I understand joins you during that conversation yes. yeah he does we'll hear from that in a minute but just to break that up um, I know that there's a lot of Bath fans who um, I've be... seen the new Bath kit <laughs> you've seen the new Bath kit I've seen it because that's made by Canterbury as well it most certainly is so go on like, when two worlds collide don't because we don't want to ruin the joy of seeing it for the first time but just without giving anything away about the design yeah so don't be too descriptive G full hoops looks amazing uh, is it full hoops oh, well, I, th- I think that's too much I think that's too much sorry <laughs> I think that's too much information don't you doesn't that ruin no, it? No, no, because it, it's got it's got a little kicker which I'm not going to mention but it's very, very, very good Hmm. And it's already been leaked. So uh, it has on a key ring. Yes, it got leaked on the, the, in, in the on the Bath website. There is key rings for the new season, <laughs> which are in the design oh, of the no. new kit. <laughs> Someone's which getting fired nerd, for that one. Isn't which it? has been going through? <laughs> it wasn't you, was it, G? Right. Well, no. while, while we're on the subject of Bath, Bath are the next team that we're doing our all-time professional well all, the all-time bath 15 now so last week it was saracens this week it's the turn of bath jb took saracens last week i'm taking baths all-time 15 so in the professional era who are the best players to have worn the shirt i do need your help a little bit but what i have done since last week is got us a, a, a little bit of music to go along with this you'll like this boys oh yes <laughs> That's nice. Tim's really bought into it, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, so in the Bath all-time 15, this is basically just of guys that have played for Bath in the professional era, the guys that wore the shirt best, had the best performances. Um, and I start at Loosehead, David Flatman. Yeah. Flat, yeah. In Def- at Loosehead. Definitely. Uh, from Paul James and, and Gareth Chilcott and all the other guys that wore the shirt down the years. Hooker. It's just a tight one. Uh, Jonathan Humphreys, I thought, might have warranted it. He was, yeah, a, he was a great good player shout. for Bath. A yeah. really good player, could play for Wales as well. He captain Bath as well. Yeah, um, but I gave it to Lee Mears. Yeah. The yeah. Hobbit beats him for, for time served and, and yeah. just a, a fan favourite. Yeah. In- was he one, one yeah. club man, Lee Mears? He was. Yeah. Yeah. Fif- yeah. 15 years yeah. of Bath. And the line. I, I didn't know about the tight heads where I need a bit of help because I, I, I couldn't pick between, like, you got the three stages... Victor Obogu back in the day. Mm. Yeah. Matt Stevens 
about yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. And then, or a bit less than that, and then David Wilson now. I don't know if David Wilson isn't good enough that he gets in. I think Matt Stevens is the boy. Oh, I go Davey Wilson. Uh, but, you know, when you're and talking out, about... tight, Eddie's destructive. Mm, well. But when you're talking about who wore it, who wore it best... I'm so saying David Wilson. You're saying David Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. We'll give it to David Wilson then. If you're a Bath fan and you completely disagree with that one, then let us know at Rugby Podcast on today, Twitter. definitely David Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> second row is quite a simple one for me because it's exactly the same yeah. second week. rows as last yeah. week. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? Borthwick, is. Borthwick and Grucock. That's right. <laughs> yeah, happy with that. Not Justin Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> They're plank. Uh, they, they've had some good locks down, down the years. And yeah. uh, David Atwood now, you know... And he's knocking on the door, isn't he? Um, Absolutely. Ho- Stuart Hooper. <laughs> Finally, who's been a runner-up in both teams now? <laughs> wow. Uh, OK, now on to the back row. And I went for Andy Beatty at Blindside. Oh. In the professional era. Interesting. The, be- okay. the yeah. beast. Okay. I, I, I will declare a slight. Uh, he, he was at the same. Uni- he was doing the same course, same university yeah. as me. So I, I played with him. So I'm a little bit biased there. But what? Hmm. What about Luke Watson? That would have been a shout. Yeah, yeah. So I think Luke he Watson was in them for a yeah, couple, couple two years, years and he was a beast as well. Yeah, Luke Watson was good. Yeah. Uh, Francois Lowe made my seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was looking I at it. I know who number eight is. No, I was looking I at it and going, there's well. not many contenders for seven. Since like Andy Robinson, I don't think Bath have actually had that many, have had particularly good sevens, really. So Well, Michael Lippmann was all right. Michael Lippmann was okay. Salvi played very well for him. Salvi did play quite well for him, but there's no. I don't think there's been anyone that's that, that's touched the class of low. And at number eight, you know who I've gone for. A Captain Dan Lyle. Dan Lyle. Dan yes. Lyle. What a great player. He was so best. easily forgotten. He could have got into a World 15 when he was in his, in his, oh, yeah. in he his was heyday. Awesome. Houston nowadays is, is good, but uh, so I was looking at that pack. Gareth Delve was a good player. Right? Gareth, oh, yeah. Gareth Delve is, could have been, could have been yeah. the best could've, player on earth. Have. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, look, I'm looking at that pack and second row aside, I'm actually going, I don't know any players that would have got into Saracen's team last time. Maybe Flatman at Loosehead. Mm. Yeah. Saris was a strong start. It was. They, it are, was. they are the who's who of yeah. <laughs> world rugby at Saracens one point. have just won the league and hardly any of their current team got, got, into, in got yeah. into that, that team. Show the yeah, you're right. So, nine. Cooper or Classens, and I struggled to pick between I, the two. Mm, I'd go Classens. I like Classens as yeah. well. Classens Class, is in. Gareth Class Cooper act. goes out. I, I did like Gareth Cooper was just all fast, fast twitch muscle, yeah, he was wasn't he? Quick, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Fly half then. Right. I, I'd have to accommodate Cat, surely. Yeah. Well, I Cat's got to be in there. Could you move my Cat out? Or? Yeah, Cat could be twelve for me. Right. So here's the decision, right? Because Gus Scott is in at thirteen. Cat's no, got to no be question, in. right? And and I think you have to put Cat in. So 100%. either either you go Cat ten, Tyndall twelve, Gus got thirteen, or you go Ford ten, Cat twelve, Gus got thirteen. I don't think Tyndall makes it. That's Second one. Thing. Second one. Ford, Cat, Gus Scott. Yeah. Who was the other ten? Why am I missing Stuart ten? Bonds. Well, then Butch James is the other one. Ah, that's oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So Butch James is class for them. To be fair. Yeah. So so I think still think it comes down to. Cat, I'd go George Cat Tindall, Gus Scott, or Ford, Cat, Gus Scott. Ford, Cat, Gus Scott. I reckon right, if you done. ask this question in five years, George Ford oh, would yeah. yeah. be a no question. No question, no question. Yeah. Uh, right, Wings then. I thought you had to go Banners. So he's their top try scorer. Is he? Last, last yeah. season. He's been there a while. In the professional era, he's been a, an ever-present, really. And on the other wing, he was awesome when he was there, Joe Maddock. Oh, nice. See, I'd, I'd like to accommodate Bolshaw. Would you? I like Bolsh. I like Bolsh. Yeah, yeah, like well, surely. Well, no, Matt Bend- Perry. Benders at fullback. No, Matt, oh, no, no, Matt Perry. Matt, Matt Perry, I went for as well. Who's even close? Oh, yeah. so, no, no, Bo- no Bolsh, no Benders. I think oh. I would have Bolsh on the wing. Yeah. Definitely, in fact. And also, I just, just for you, I think Matt Perry's the most capped ever England fullback. I'm, I he, don't he know was, if I yes. should give you yeah. a fact, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a tentative. 
fact. Or at least he was when he's playing. He Bolsh's was. Yeah, running uh, style. He, is... he, he still was until very recently. It was, yeah. Did Lucy not overtake him then? Maybe. But Quite possibly. Yeah. He was there for a long, long time. Matthew Perry, friends, no mate. Yeah, different, different Pezza. Different big left foot. Pezza. <laughs> oh, yeah, you Googling him and getting Chandler <laughs> yeah. from Friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I've got Perry at fullback, Banahan, Maddock on the wings, but you're saying that you you like Bolshaw in there. I, I would like Bolshaw. Bolshaw's yeah. hot and cold a little bit for me. Yeah, but even played ten for Bathio. But when he was uh, when he was running, when he was like hot, a gazelle, he was so yeah, hot, he was gliding like over the over the ground. He, he scored one try against Australia, and when he that was it. First then. onto the scene, he was. He's the best. Well, best, best world. Plus, he was Graham a good, good lad. Ruined him on that t- Lions tour, didn't he? <laughs> God knows what Not they did to him. <laughs> well, uh, t- uh, we can confirm. I'll confirm that one. Currently, Maddock, Banahan, Perry is my back three. But if you have a strong opinion and you're a Bath fan and you agree with these other boys that the Bolshaw was better than those guys. <laughs> Then, then, then get in touch. At Who were the wingers in when they were in the European Cup? I know, yeah, and Evans was one. He was class, but he was over the hill by the time yep. we got there. I think we're missing someone. Well, we've not mentioned Phil de Glanville. That's yeah, the last but, one. Yeah, we've Phil de Glanville was, was, was a contender for centre. Yeah. He was, he was a good club player and rugby league convert as well. There was John Slight. John Slighthome was the no, he's Leicester. There was John Slighthome was the winger back in the day when they were winning all the trophy yeah. after trophy after yeah. trophy. And then they had was it Hallad? No, Halliday was. No, there's someone, I do feel we're missing a monster name from somewhere. If it takes us this long. He's not yeah. that many. Yeah. There's a few players that I haven't mentioned that I think deserve to be mentioned. Um, like, like, I forgot about Richard Hill as a nine, potentially. Yeah, he he oh, was yeah. really good yeah, back in was. the day. And then you had great, like, good luck. Martin Hogg was excellent. Ollie Barkley, does he get a mention for Bath? No. I can't believe you, <laughs> really? didn't, I can't believe you didn't push me to say Big Gav. <laughs> we, 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 we absolutely mentioned. Did. And also, I don't think Mike Tyndall deserves to get in there because uh, that is the big name, I guess, because he's basically a, a Gloucester through and through now. That yeah. was the that was the winger, Simon Halliday, but um, no, he doesn't get in. No, he played 170 games for Bath. Wow. Oh well, unlucky Simon. Right there you go. There's the Bath all-time 15. And next week, um, I'll tell you what, you can take next week's Phil. What club do you want to do? Well, you got to do an order, mate. So is it Northampton? Northampton. Northampton Saints next week. Phil has got that one, so give Phil a bit of help in advance at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Right, let's get back to the chats you had at Twickenham then. So set the scene for us then when you're chatting to Alex Corbisiero. You've you've already made the little rapping joke at this point. Well, no, so I've already... He already knows who we are because I rudely interrupted their break, break, yeah. And then uh, Marla drops out of... uh, Media stuff for whatever reason. We, it was. we were allocated three players. We were Marla was one of them. Yeah, Mako um, and getting forwards is better because you're obviously going to get better chat. It's just bad people. On the- <laughs> no, I'm not sure. We about got that we got Mako um, and Jamie George, and we were supposed to have um, Marla. And I bet Marla would be really. Yeah, he had to go on, on so something else. I went Corbs. I want Corbs. I want him now. And he came. In <laughs> fairness, they requested. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could. Say no, but he's. We were uh, yeah, really can you imagine what you're going to say? So who, approachable. Who wants me? The guy who just um, asked you to rap? I would say no chance. <laughs> <laughs> he was very accommodating. Let's hear how it went. Favourite players? Oh, Alex. Cool, 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 cool. Hi. Cheers. Hi, guys. Nice to see you. Hi. Hi, Alex. Nice to see you. So, we've already met previously, um, just by. 
minutes ago when I tried to get Alex to rap, but unfortunately you're declining he, just he for bust, this once. He yeah. busted into the, <laughs> the tea room. He's got it already as well. Yeah, I know. Right time, right place. Yeah, yeah. 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 I actually saw him. Although George Ford out of the way. Yeah. He's clawing to I was flattered. I was flattered that he came to me first. What, all the big dogs. Yeah, all the big dogs. Oh, Farrell, everyone was in there. Beeline to me, but um, uh, uh, right time, right place. Can't overexpose the market. You know. You've got to keep the exactly. You've got to keep them hungry. Let's it's not obviously, saturate. Hungry. I've got to keep them on the, the edge. Let the lion's memory just live yeah. on there. Just yeah. I mean, obviously, you and I are a big fan of our uh, um, of our podcast, so yeah. you'll know that we finish every podcast with your rap. Yeah, which you I've, knew anyway. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> so, how did all this rapping come about? Then, come on. Um, I don't know. I've, I reckon I've done it. We started kind of doing this at about 13. Um, it was more my friends in New York. In the, I used to go spend every summer in New York until I was about 16. I'd spend three, two, three months there every summer, and I reckon I picked it up a bit over there. And it's something that's become reasonably easy to me, and uh, I just enjoy it. Awesome. And yeah, people seem to like it. Some people find it cringe, but I, I enjoy it. I imagine that your latest trip to the United States and was considerably different to your days in uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a, uh, a tough one, but uh, look forward to it. I really like Denver. It's a beautiful place, nice city. Uh, everyone's very friendly over there, and, and I really look forward to it. Uh, and actually, we've just been joined at the table, the table by Mr. Vinopola. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to? Yeah, come, come around. The Mac Daddy. The Mac Daddy, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> me and, um, just the record, me and Bryn are Welsh, so we've not quite got over the fact that you've decided to play to England yet. I'm not Welsh, so we're redressing <laughs> the balance of the table. <laughs> ah, good. <laughs> we've just had um, Jamie George over, and we were asking him who he thinks is quicker out of him and, uh, and Scott Britz. Because yeah. obviously it was, it was Scott Britz, but after the final, we're not so sure. What's your view? Scholar, hands down. Did <laughs> <laughs> he even try and argue that? I have no idea why, but no, Scott Britz, hands down. Wow. It'd probably be me, then Scott Britz, then him. <laughs> From a forwards perspective, I hear last week in general has been pretty intense in terms of training. A Tuesday afternoon session was brutal. What was involved in that? Because I heard someone said it was the worst session they've ever done. Um, just running. Yeah, it was a lot of running. It was um, Tuesday was tough. Uh, did some sort of running testing fitness, and then we did more running fitness and conditioning oh, games on top of that. And so. And it was really, really hot. <laughs> I reckon it was a it was a, it was a tough place to be, but uh, pushing through the pain barrier was the sort of the key message of the day. What does it involve the, the testing? What what is it you do? Is it like similar to a it's, test? Yeah, it's very similar. It's just a yo-yo test. Yo-yo so we did test, we did the yo-yo, and then we did a lot of that was just like the almost a warm up of the session. Right. So for individuals who aren't as familiar with the fitness drills, such as myself, as you can tell, yeah. what is a yo-yo test then? It's like a hybrid of the of the beep test, I think. But it uses the beep test levels and the speed levels for the beep test, but it's more like there, back, five, ten seconds rest, go again, and it, it starts reasonably quick. Well, no, I just, feet, just no, no, just just off feet. You have like ten seconds to make the code and then yeah. walk a little bit and come back, and then the speeds just keep getting faster and faster, and it's pretty tough, especially for big boys like us. Yeah. Is there anyone who's Noticeably, uh, not not better, but is there anyone who aerobically is stand out in the front uh, in the front row, or is everyone pretty much at a similar level? Well, we're all we're all absolutely. I think we're all pretty fit across the board. Yeah. I think Matt Mullins, Matt Mullins is very very uh, aerobically conditioned. Yeah. He seems to have uh, legs and lungs for days. Um, yeah. The front rowers, I'd say, he probably stands out. 
and uh, but we're all we're all pushing hard. Good. And enjoying the competitive element of it. Yeah, it's it's tough. We we, we push each other, but at the same time uh, we're mates and exactly. we get on well. It's a good it's a good, it's a good balance. Good. Well, I think we're mates, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Denver, have you got any box sets planned? Um, I've been thinking about it. I need to finish uh, House of Cards season three. Oh man, gave up season one. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I want to start Better Call Saul. That is brilliant. Watch it. And I heard, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like Netflix man, so I, I don't even need to. So, and then also Daredevil apparently is amazing. No, I've not seen that yet. Is it, it's have, you, right, have you watched it? Yeah, it's everyone right. was raving about it, but no. I haven't seen it yet. Have you watched Suits? Oh, yeah. if you not watch Suits, let's, yeah, let's, just, let's just stop that. Now. Let's just stop that now. Suits the one. Suits is good. Suits is terrible. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks, right. boys. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank, Thank you. Very much. I love the fact that the conversation ends because they mentioned the box set of suits. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> me and Phil were laughing. You didn't hear us, but me and Phil just erupted in laughter as soon as Mako Vanapola mentioned suits. Because we've actually heard JV talking on the box set pod about suits. He, he's been invited to and featured on another podcast expressly to go and slag off suits. He hates it that much. History. You've only seen two episodes. I don't need to see any more. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was good. Just the, over, the overwhelming thing I take away from today is that Canterbury and England rugby managed to convert two Welshmen into being hmm. having England as probably your second favourite team as you go into a World Cup. Well, here's the thing, yeah. right? I, days like today make me wish I covered football. Because if I did cover football, I knew I could walk away from there still holding the England team with complete disdain. <laughs> but I can't because they are good blokes and... Yeah, I will. Can't, there will be some part of me wanting them to do well. I'm not against Wales, but there will be some part of, part of me wanting them to do yeah. well. I, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, you can tell just it comes across in those interviews how approachable they're just normal blokes who are doing what they love doing, like Marco said, for a living. Mm. Um, you know, just no no big egos. And, and if they were, they'd be weeded out the squad by the looks of things. And like Marco and Corbs are going to be going against each other for the same position, but they just look like good mates there. Um, you know, we, saw, we saw um, Courtney Laws <laughs> and um, Cruz like just mucking about, weren't they? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah just, they just like nearly got into into like, a grappling match. Yeah, us, just us, having us. a little tussle, just messing around like you would in any other rugby club around the country. So, you know, you just I'd take my hats off to them. In fairness, they were they were gentlemen to be to be honest. So, so JB and Phil, uh, JB and Bryn have had a, an amazing day. Um, on Saturday, if you're in the northwest Manchester area or you can get to the Etihad campus, the Man City campus, the Academy Stadium is going to have in it a couple of World Cup winners, which I'm going to be interviewing for next week's podcast. Jo- Johnny Wilkinson, just just JW. <laughs> just a little one. And, wow. uh, and Jason Robinson as well. Oh, that's awesome. Rugby royalty. Phil, you're missing that one as well. I am. I'm in Barcelona with uh, both of these two, actually. Yeah, I don't know why people keep asking me the same thing. Uh, today, I've been asked three or four times, would you be playing touch on the weekend in the Etihad? No, I won't be playing touch. I'll never play touch again, ever. I, I would be playing if I was in the country. <laughs> touch. Right, I'm, I'm going to have to rattle through a few more things. Um, just well, some me, rugby. Well, yeah, let me get a, f- a couple more bits just out of the way. Uh, Gloucester unveiled their kit. We thought it was their actual first team kit. It was the first kit in the Premiership uh, for a Premiership club produced by X-Blades. On the strength of that, not particularly impressed. I nearly removed my eyes to stop the pain. 
It, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, um, it's it's just their academy, thankfully, and, and sevens. sevens team kit. It, which, it is ugly. It's, it's awful. It, it's bad. Which, it's real bad. On our WhatsApp group, we were going on about how just because it is ugly. It makes it you look horrendous. fat. It's got you know how um, some shirts have the the uh, the shape cut out, so they have bits that are white and the colour yeah. bits. So to to overemphasize the V in your upper body, this is the opposite. It makes you look <laughs> like you're a big pudding. Around the middle, I think it's called Belfits. <laughs> um, like this, a weeble. You, you said, Tim, this could be absolute marketing genius. Because no, I said this. Oh, no, sorry, I, well, I think you're fine if you look for one. <laughs> I said it. Well, someone said it, and so seeing as you two can't agree, I'll take credit. Okay. I said that this could be marketing genius because. Whatever kit they release for their first team kit is going to look incredible in comparison. Exactly. And so and everyone will just flock to that first team can kit. I say Motivation. Yeah. yeah. Awesome encouraging signs coming out of Gloucester because um, their chairman, I want to say Steve Vaughan. Steve Vaughan, isn't it? Yeah. Has said they've taken note of what the fans, fans have asked for. And on top of that, they have now made a kit which only the first team can wear. So there's going to be an I A kit. I love that. And a like first that. team kit. Yeah. That's nice. So yeah. that is good. Okay. So. This kit, we can ignore it for now. And another thing as well, it makes James Hawk like look like he's got the arms of of Jermaine Jenis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that, that's Gloucester's kit. We'll, we'll look forward to the, the unveiling of the first team kit in a couple of weeks. Uh, the other thing, I'll, we're going to have to rattle through this because time is short and we want to talk about the Super Rugby final. Um, the uh, A to Z of the World Cup, we're at the letters J, K and L today. Um, and... Just just one point from last week that oh, some, yeah. someone made on Twitter uh, for I. Yes. A few few people suggested Islanders. Oh, we struggled with that which, one, didn't which we? Which grouped everyone together. But someone mentioned Ivory Coast, who qualified in 1995. Yeah. Wow. Which I'd, I'd completely Fuck. forgotten. Their one and only appearance but at I World Cup, know. which we'd all forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're in. They're in. So, Jay, do we need to go beyond Oof. Well, Johnny? I well, think we've got to... I thought... I, I, my immediate thought when you said Jay then was Johnny, but then there's Jonah. Jonah, and there's a di- there's an Jonah interesting... never won a World Cup. There's an interesting decision. Oh come on, he lit he lit one up. Oh, yeah, he he's changed, changed the face of rugby exactly, and he's still the top try scorer, the all time top try scorer really? in World Cups. But it Juice, is... there's oh, another one as well. Yeah, what a fact. <laughs> but it's Johnny. It's Johnny. Yeah, well, but he can go in the it, W. Surely, it, but, as well, well but there's, think, a, there's a decision to make here because if you push. Johnny to W, it means you can't have Woodward. Oh, okay. But Johnny's uh, Johnny's well. Jo- but, but then Jonah, but Jonah could go to L. Could, uh, so it's sorry, to J- Woodward could go under S go, as well. Sir Clive, couldn't it? Sir Clive, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe. But it's and there's there's also an, another JL in Jason Leonard, who's the the most uh, most appearances. two World Cup finals. Right. Okay. So yeah. it, it depends. Do you like Spider Man or do you like Iron Man? Because General Omu was an exceptional talent. I mean, that, that's what it, he almost like a supernatural ta- ta- talent. He was like nothing. It was not like playing with equals. Whereas Johnny Wilkinson did the best with what he had and got to the very, very top. Yeah, but, but that's different. But in terms of this is the A to Z of the World Cup and what what the image of John Omu running yeah. over. Mike Cap who, who and the whole England team. And the whole England team was, is just one of those rugby memories yeah. that... Who, I, I would I hate I, that? I, but who personifies the rugby values more? I, Which of those two? But I think we should have both of them. I, and yeah. Wilkinson, we reserve yeah. him for W, which means no Woodward, but 
Yeah, Jonah. Jonah. Someone's got to go. Someone right, has so, to go. Yeah. So Wilco, Wilco, we'll, we'll we'll push you to another day, Johnny. Jonah yeah. gets H. Um, uh, Jonah gets J. Jonah gets J. Sorry, K. I thought Kerwin, John Kerwin. Oh, he scored the oh, first yeah. try in the Rugby World Cup, <laughs> and he was un, an unbelievable best winger in uh, yeah. best winger of his generation um, and his era. Well. He, he absolutely just. Yeah. I think he was the. He, he easily got them top number of tries in the Keith Woods in the World Cup. Uh, well, the only other K I can think of is Kefu. He was very uh, good for Australia when one? they won in '99. Which one you got five to choose from? I think. Oh. <laughs> uh, the number eight. Totai. Is it Totai? Yeah. yeah. Um, There's another New Zealander from the first World Cup. '87. The the captain David Kirk. Mm. Mm. I think Kerwin's well, a very good one. Yeah, Kerwin. He yeah. won it. He was the top try scorer. In did he coach 87. someone to it as well? He coached Italy in a World Cup, did he? Yeah. I'm sure he's coached all. That's, that's not what he's going to be remembered for, is it? <laughs> <laughs> At least he hopes so. involvement. You know, uh, and he's had a pretty ropey season. At, uh, the Blues yeah. this year, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Well, correct us if we're wrong and we miss someone, but John Kerwin gets K. Uh, yeah. And again, I, I, I told that story about m- my mum having to go into work on a Saturday and me and my brother went and bought the video of the 87 World Cup. We watched it and he was ridiculous. In the way that John Olomu was just in Un- a different untouchable. league. In 87, he was like John Olomu in the gap between him and every you know other winger. John Olomu should really be remembered for is... His effect he had on local club rugby when everyone started moving their flankers uh, <laughs> out to the Second wing. Row was, that's <laughs> yeah. why Matt Banahan plays on the wing his whole career. Overnight they were just moving these big lads out. <laughs> okay, hold on one sec. Right, watch watch this John Kerwin try uh, in the first World Cup. So I think this is the first try scored in a World Cup. So Ambrosia kicks off. The Italians are beaten right out of the action now. New Zealand have scored There's 48 Kerwin. points and they might be looking for 50. John Kerwin. Gats. Oh. Gats. <laughs> yeah. He runs up David Duckham, doesn't he? That was awesome. Wow. From inside his own 22. 22, yeah. So, yeah. And how did, that, uh, how did that game end? Draw? Win to, <laughs> not win to Italy? Uh, uh, it was 70 points to six. Was that four points for a win as well, then? Yeah, four points for a try. <laughs> wow. uh, L. So, we Lomu. don't, oh, don't, no, we don't need it for Lomu. Lomu. Sorry. So, L. L. Could have Leonard. Absolutely. Jason Leonard. Could have Leonard. I'd go. I, 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 it, was, it was Lomu or Leonard for me. I'd go well, Avramon maybe for what he didn't coach to the <laughs> World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're typically French. Uh, I would go. I would go with Leonard. Yeah, yeah. So our three names today, or three things in the alphabet: Jonah, Kerwin, Leonard. That's pretty yeah. meaty. Has to be Leonard. Yeah. Just just for that one story of coming on at half time and saying, "Ref, any problems? Let me know. I've been around a bit." Yeah, and that was it in the in 2003, 2003 World <laughs> Cup final. Only in the final, yeah. only in the final. No big deal. I'll go backwards and forwards. I won't go up and down. I won't con- collapse it. Just Let, tell us. Yeah, let's sort this mess out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was there in '91 when England should have won yeah. the World Cup yeah. as well. Uh, right. So then, well, I can't believe we're only just getting around to talking to a- actual rugby. But um, there's been so much to talk about. What with your trip to Twickenham, but Super Rugby final then. Wow. Wow, indeed. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, I... Okay, 
Sorry, I need to pick up my pen. So my initial thoughts. It wasn't that impressive. I mean... What? It was, what? It was impressive in... in he its, just loves being contrary, doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? It yeah. was impressive in its ambition, OK? <laughs> but I don't think a lot... I mean, some of the offloads they were throwing were just reckless, to be fair. And both of them did, did it. And I think a more control team would have closed off that game much earlier. That was my I'd, initial thought about it. I do agree with that. I think if you'd have put... We, we actually Stephen Myler. Yeah, if you'd have <laughs> yeah. put Stephen Myler on one of those teams, they would have won by twenty points. Yeah, because yeah. he could have just got field position, and then and they're throwing a lot of missed pens as well. Then they're yeah. throwing twenty-yard miss passes in the oppos- opposition's twenty-two rather than their own twenty-two. I mean, it was amazing to watch. It, it was really so was. exciting, wasn't you, it? You don't get it in the Northern Hemisphere the ambition to play. We saw no. it on the last weekend of the Six Nations, and we all sat here and applauded what what the ambition that the uh, the international teams had because they were forced into it yeah you know but these guys have got it and it just it sets them apart doesn't it well it does but you know like you know one of those teams could easily have lost because of how reckless that they were now as it happens like you know it's the summit of southern hemisphere rugby so we can't criticize too much but i i I think we just need to be careful before we lavish praise on them because it's not it's not the sort of rugby that's won world cups traditionally actually in fairness No, not at all. But when the the All Blacks, so it's two New Zealand teams. Yeah. When the All Blacks play, they will not play anything like that. No, no. I tell you what, when the All Blacks play, they won't play anything which looks like the Highlanders because the Highlanders. I mean, okay, they've got some All Blacks there, but how many of those boys, except for outside of Aaron Smith, are nailed on to, to well, start? None in the pack. Uh, Aaron Smith yeah. and Ben Smith ben in the back Smith, yeah. in the back line. Ben and, Smith, and then. <laughs> maybe maybe Naholo is in for an outside shot, and maybe Fekitoa. I know. It's so you crazy, could say isn't it? two probably nailed on, and then two more and then might have a shot for the Hurricanes. Though they've got Con- a few more Conrad than that. Smith, Smith yeah. and Nonu, <laughs> Julian Surveyor, uh, Bowden Barrett, and TJ Perinara are both in the squad. Yeah. Bowden, yeah, Bowden Barrett did not cover himself in glory, did he? No, he, didn't. No, he didn't. Tell you what, no. I absolutely loved. So during America sports, you get special teams. Well, apparently Highlanders have got one guy on their team who only comes on to dummy drop goals. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what an amazing skill this is. Marty Banks. <laughs> Marty, who's Marty, Marty Banks? Banks. <laughs> this frail little 12-year-old c- comes on <laughs> and he drops into the pocket twice. Dummies nearly put someone over except uh, yeah. surveyor's try. That, that tackle by Surveyor <laughs> over oh, the line. Wow. Oh, my God. Special teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, some sort of baseball closer or something. It, it was oh and who was the Barracuda? Who was this fella? Elliot Dixon. No, um, Buckland. <laughs> who are the, who are these people? It's exactly Michael Liner said at the end. Same as I, I was shouting at the TV all the time. Who are these guys? And Michael Liner <laughs> said, "Who are these guys? They're all like from local rugby clubs, and have, it, it's brilliant. It's a great story. Mm. But I don't think that we're making it more blacks. Do you not want to see it? And this is another reason why I love a global season. Do you not want to see it? <laughs> kind of world championships just yeah. to see what yeah. the comparison is between yeah. Toulon, yeah, love to Toulon and Highlanders they did it last year didn't they Toulon I, played well they played Sharks I, in the warm up yeah. and they lost the one game I'd love to see is Saracens versus these boys because <laughs> Saracens always have like the strategy and how are they going to close out that game when they're throwing 30 yard miss passes in their own 22 it's going to be like a cavalry running into machine gun fire that, that's how I imagine <laughs> it going down <laughs> 
<laughs> you'll lose a few, but you might you might yeah, get all you need to all you need all you need to get one in there. Sasha just mum the machine guns and all down they go. It, well, it was an amazing spectacle and brilliant. Um, that's that's what you want finals to be like. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the Premiership was final was good as well. Yeah. 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 It was different, it was. isn't it? it it's was... like, like I said, it's different between catching mackerel and catching one big tuna. That's just the difference. Confuse initially confusing an analogy, but but ultimately brilliant. <laughs> ultimately, like catching a big tuna. Exactly. When you get it, exactly. A bug tuna. <laughs> I, I loved you. He been. Bin Smith. Bin, 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 bin Smith. Bin Smith. Well, that's it's such a peculiar accent. It, it is a peculiar accent. Just, it's so hard to do. I it is really hard to I do. I'm going to say yeah. Bin, and then that's it. Bin. Confuse all the vowels. What have you learnt from the Super Rugby season? I, uh, was it's uh, really good around playoff time. Fiji have lots of talented wingers who aren't going to be yeah, playing for four. Fiji. Four in one game, was it not? Yeah. Uh, well, j- just. Naholo and Nairavolo who've been selected for the All Blacks oh and, no the and, week before it was, uh, it was the Wallabies yeah because um, of course what's his name is um, for, for now any other business gents before we're done well Wednesday 3am yeah, 3am I'm setting my alarm is it Appier, you watch it? Appier, is it Appier, Appier? the capital yeah. of Samoa. Yeah, I'm going to set my alarm it's only a couple of hours before I normally well, get I, I get I, I get up about that time <laughs> to yeah. come and do my show Huh. I will Zealand. be watching it. I might watch it at eight o'clock. Samoa hosting. Oh yeah, the All Blacks for the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been reluctant to go there, haven't they, in the past? New well, Zealand. are you surprised? Just out of guilt for it. Um, but it's be interesting to see. I, uh, yeah, when New Zealand put out their second team, it's usually devastating. Absolutely yeah. devastating. Yeah, the first want... team's got a few Samoans in it. So, well, I mean, the reason it's so devastating is because these guys really want to get. I mean, the first team might go easy, but the second team are chomping at the yeah. bit. Well, we're gonna have to talk about this on a later podcast because uh, Bryn brought to our attention a, a team that could be assembled from. Samoans playing for other countries and, and it, it's, it's ridiculous friend. there's nothing yeah. we can do as a podcast no. but, but highlight it but, but someone somewhere at World Rugby needs to needs to try and buck this yeah. trend because oh, yeah. for, the, for the good of the game the eligibility rule we can talk about we should talk about this another time but what, what you'll get is a load of guys who'll just come and play to get the money in Europe and won't bother international rugby at all which is already happening Yeah, which is another element of it no they don't see that they'd still play like, there's a lot of boys like Census Johnson those boys still play for Tim Nanai Williams is making his debut for Samoa that's worth mentioning he's someone who the All Blacks had on his know? radar how would you know about Tim Nanai Williams in what respect? He was a barbarian the same time that you were, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you played with him? No, I didn't. Definitely no. didn't play he, with him. Were you the same squad, were you not? He may have played the week before, but he definitely uh, sorry, I thought you were in the same squad. Well, take it back. Bryn, you know, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks oh. for representing us uh, at Twickenham. No, and thank you very much. Keeping for, that one in yeah. line. Yeah. Thank you very much for the invite. It was an absolute pleasure today. So thanks, guys. You, no problem at all. You lucky, lucky. Oh, so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> I'm going to try and get over the border now. I don't know which way I'm going to go. Because <laughs> everyone Just knows I've got, an, I've got an English. Kit signed in my bag. I don't know. If, I don't know if there'll be a, a mob waiting for me. Hell, in a traffic stop, you may as well have several gram, uh, several kilograms of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need better shape. Nice one, this JB. isn't going out live. Nice one, JB. And nice one, Phil. See you later, Tim. Cheers, Tim. Cheers, guys. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.